Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 24853 I know. We're usually on at 7, but uh, we got a lot of radio play-by-play this week, so the schedule is all messed up. And uh, we're here at 6 today. Dan is off. He's got an obligation today. He'll be back next week. And uh, we'll get into a lot of Tigers today, uh, talking about uh, the season, which is coming up a lot shorter uh, period of time than everybody thinks. You'll, you'll blink your eyes. You know, the, the weather will change. The snow will be gone. And uh, it'll be cold, but it'll be opening day sooner instead of later, actually. And, of course, you got all of spring training. And what I'm going to talk about today is, uh, I don't know, I'm going to have a frank, honest discussion. Uh, about where the Tigers are right now. Uh, kind of a state of the Tigers. Uh, I'll tell you how I view it. And uh, I would love to hear how you view it. Because ultimately, and uh, I know Dan agrees with me a thousand percent about this and, and others, you know, it, 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 the fans really matter more than any other factor. And last season was disappointing, I think, for the organization. And actually an unmitigated disaster. But I feel like it really hurt a lot of fans because they had so much anticipation going in. The season was such a meltdown. And we have an offseason in which a new general manager is brought in. A lot of changes happened. And uh, the first thing that Scott Harris and uh, the folks uh, that he was brought in, they they have to pick up the pieces and uh, start building from what is basically – in a sense, ground up. It is and it isn't, and that's one of the things that I'll talk about. Uh, Is it an absolutely, completely total rebuild? Mm, I don't think that's necessary, meaning it's like, man, you got to do nothing but get first overall picks in the draft. you got to have lottery luck now that there's a lottery. You know, those type of things. Uh, No, uh, it isn't because a couple of the players uh, that they drafted that everybody was so excited about have reached the major leagues, many of them, actually. Uh, you got the first overall pick in the draft, two of them, uh, Casey Mize and Spencer Torkelson, reaching the major leagues. And uh, Spencer Torkelson had a really, really rough year last year. but in, And everybody's writing him off. You know, That's the nature of uh, the business, but he's still very young and has a lot of promise. Uh, Casey Mize uh, was excellent in 2021. He really was coming into his own. You know, then the Tommy John thing drops. But at some point he'll be back. But it's like, hey, you know, you got to wait forever on the Tommy John surgery. And I always tell people who say, oh, it's nothing. They come back better. Tell that to Casey Mize about now. It's the most tedious, boring, awful rehab to go through just day after day after day where you hurry up and wait. Yeah, eventually, you know, that arm comes back strong, the ulnar and all those things, uh, but it is a tedious process. And it does set back the experience part of what he's doing behind. And uh, with Scooble, another unfortunate injury, there were times when he 
actually looks dominant and uh, maybe shows more promise than any of their prospects. They had I- injury issues with Matt Manning. Uh, Riley Green, you know, uh, Riley Green has only uh, touched the surface of what he's capable of doing. And last year he came back, he didn't hit with the power that he's capable of. I can tell you that from firsthand watching him. He has prodigious power. He saw a couple of clouts. But, uh, you know, getting his consistent power stroke down after missing that significant amount of time uh, was difficult. If he had come out of spring training, uh, I would promise you that he would have hit a lot more home runs and driven in a lot more runs and been more productive from that end. So there's just all these different things. What happened with Austin Meadows, uh, the chance to come back, and people say, well, you know, Scott Harris hasn't done anything. They didn't go out and get some big-name free agent and put a lot of money into it. Well, uh, in a way, they did. It was a little underrated that way. And actually, I thought, well, well designed to try to have the team be more competitive this year as it tries to move up. So it wasn't as good as it looked going into last year when there were some pundits, myself included, who thought the Tigers were actually going to be pretty good. And uh, it's not my nature to, like, overshoot the wins of the local team, but I sure did last year. And I don't think it's as bad as it looked after, after last year uh, in terms of getting back to some form of respectability. But what do you think? 248-539-9797. Uh, ticket text is at the exact same number. And also, uh, just on the uh, subject of the Tigers and things, I, I've gotten a number of calls uh, throughout the winter. You know, a couple of them, hey, uh, Pat, what would you tell a Tiger fan? You know, to, why would you go to a game, you know, with the where they're at? Give me your reasons. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of, walked around it and just talked in doublespeak. I don't know how to answer that. And then I thought about it. And it's not up to me. You know, it's not up to me. It's, it's really not up to the organization unless they play better baseball and it pulls you in. Um, you know, they've got marketing. They've got other things. You make that decision. You know, and uh, you know, I'm not going to go, well, it's a little more cost efficient than other sports and, you know, a beautiful sunny day and it's baseball and you got all these stars coming in, you make that decision. So what I'm going to ask you today is, what would it take for you as a Tiger fan to see this year as a success? And the worst gauge in a lot of ways, oh, how many wins and losses they get or whatever. In baseball, it's like not so much how many wins you ultimately end up with, it's how much you stay actually in the race. And how much improvement? And if you you say, well, they've got basically the same offense they had last year. Well, first of all, I don't necessarily agree with that. And secondly, what improvement happens is going to happen with the players that last year did not produce, who are more than capable of producing at a much more elevated uh, level than they did last year. Riley Green. Riley Green should, I don't know, I'm, I'm being conservative here. He should hit 20 home runs. He hit, what, six last year? Five, six? And he got 300 and some at-bats. 
Spencer Torkelson by osmosis is going to hit more than eight home runs. Now, putting the ball in play, that type of thing, and how many more home runs, I don't know. He's going to have to do what he has to do, get lift on the ball, not let it wait uh, crossing the plate forever before deciding, pulling the trigger, and then wondering why he's behind in the count and they're, you know, they're spinning the ball like they do in the major leagues and toying with them. But he definitely is a major league athlete. And the thing with Green and, and Torkelson, if you look up the data, and, you know, baseball savant, stat cast, however you want to phrase it, uh, they're really good. With Green, everything's really, really good. Jump rate, you know, runs a little above major league average, uh, and definitely, uh, you know, has the exit velocity, average exit velocity, all those different things. And also the same as with, uh, Spencer actually, I think, runs a tad bit better than Riley Green. People forget he was like a star running back and pretty high level of football in high school. And he's definitely got power in his athletic, soft hands at first base, all that stuff. And uh, we have a guest coming up here, 645, uh, Kerry Carpenter, who hit a lot of home runs last year. A lot. And nobody ever heard of him before last year except for uh, those of us who are really, really deep into following the Tigers' uh, player development system. But the proof's in the pudding. Uh, home run? It was a home run, and he hit quite a few, actually, uh, at the major league level in a relatively limited amount of at-bats. He, he wasn't bad when he came up. He was actually Okay. And then Meadows hit 27 home runs one year and 33 another year with Tampa. Had a lot of issues last year, you know, both physically and uh, trying to get it right, you know, through the difficulties of life here. But somebody who's young and has potential. So I'm not that down on, you know, I think their offense will come. And the, the getting Verling in particular and a couple other players that they got, you know, look, it's going to be a stolen base fest this year. They can only throw over there twice. And uh, after that, man, it's, it's, and the bases are a little bigger. And all the folks who are going, man, there's not enough stolen bases. Teams are going to be taken off. And this guy was, you know, in the 97 percentile when it came down to foot speed in the major leagues. Now, that is off the charts. That's like almost Trey Turner speed. So, what do you think? I'm thinking Trey Turner is going to have 100 stolen bases. What about you? So there's a lot of difference here. And the pitching that they added, Matthew Boyd, I think, is capable of having his best year this year. He's healthy. He's determined. Uh, spin rate in the top 6% last year among major league pitchers when he came back from injury. Uh, that's, that's hard to find. And uh, he hasn't had that one really good year yet. And he's capable. And he's 31. And it's the same, you know, uh, with Lorenzen. You know, 18 starts last year. He's well above average uh, fastball, a pretty high spin rate, uh, excellent athlete, both of them, both 31. For one-year deals, it could really pay off for uh, the Tigers in a way. So, yeah, I'm not predicting they're going to be in the World Series. I'm not predicting they're going to be a wild-card team. Uh, I'm not predicting, you know, maybe you – know, that they're going to go above 500. I don't know. It's going to be tough. 
You know, especially with the schedule now, doesn't give them quite as many cupcake games against Central teams. But I'm expecting them to be better than they were last year. And, uh, and I'm expecting them to be on an upward track. That's the most important thing coming out of this season with some promise uh, to 2024. So what are your thoughts? I'll get to your calls next. And again, Kerry Carpenter at uh, 645 today. Uh, Tigers uh, rookie last year with all that power. 248-539-9797. Uh, I'm Pat Caputo. Uh, Dan's off tonight. This is Tiger Talk on 97 won the ticket. Uh, one of my favorite things ever is the first preseason. If it's in Lakeland, there's a unique sound to it. And I uh, always love that, you know. And I, I get it. Exhibition baseball isn't exactly a, a paradise to come about the 10th inning or whatever. And uh, you got a bunch of pitchers out there and number nine or 80 pitching or catching and all that. Uh, but uh, just to hear uh, the crack of the bat, all those things, uh, I got to admit. Uh, I enjoy it very much, and I'm sure you do as well. But I think we all enjoy it a little more in this town if the Tigers are an interesting team. So what are your thoughts? Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. 9797 Jeremy, you're on Tiger Talk on 97 won the ticket. What's up, buddy? Hey, uh, last year, yeah, it was disappointing. But in all actuality, they overachieved the year before, in my opinion. Because that team, like out of nowhere, just came up and got third place in the Central. Yeah, and you know, no it was it was uh, uh, very much uh, 180 uh, degrees. The year before, like a Kilbadoo never played above a ball, played real well for the Tigers. Uh, that was yeah. pretty amazing. Uh, Robbie Grossman, all of a sudden, uh, you know, looked like he was a uh, you know a really really good player when he's just kind of a role player. Uh, you know, there are a lot of situations that happened. And of course, Mize and Scooble, you know, both uh, kind of got on a roll. So, and right. uh, you know, they're um, two big pitching prospects coming through. So, yeah. What I'd like to see them go for going forward for additions going forward is somebody for the better on the back end of the rotation, a better middle reliever, and a closer that doesn't remind me of Todd Jones liking to have friends on the base pass before he can close a game. Well, I'm sure I mean, Todd appreciates that. He's coming back to do some some television broadcasts. I'm sure he appreciates that. But Ernie yeah, Harwell gave him the nickname Roller Coaster Jones, and yeah, uh, he did. You know, and uh, you know, it seems like every Tiger closer, no matter who they are, and even if they're effective, like that year uh, El Papa Grande had saves every opportunity. It's always a roller coaster, and I, th- you know, yeah, Soto. Let's face it, it was I, I like just, that. Yeah. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of both of them, Papa Grande and Todd Jones. Oh, let's let's get an out, let's walk two, give up a single, load the bases, and then get two outs. Yeah, and yeah. make us all have heart attacks waiting for the save to happen. Yeah, yeah. You've seen a lot <laughs> of that. And the down other thing the I'd years. like to see yeah. is yeah. like two place hitters. You know, not power hitters. We've got power in that lineup. It's just we need some consistent hitters. Well, they don't. They don't have power in that lineup. Lace last year, they they didn't hit home runs. It, it was almost uh, pathetic. You know, when your leading home yeah. run guys got seventeen, and uh, it's been a problem in recent years. A couple years ago, uh, two thousand nineteen, it was fifteen. Uh, Brandon I, Dixon led the team. But anyway, go ahead. Yep, and and moving in the fences is going to help that. I think. Mm. I mean, because how many line drives did we have that hit the top of the wall out there? Yeah, but the, there's also the reverse effect. Uh, other teams didn't yeah, seem know. to have trouble hitting home runs there. 
you know. Really. Right. I know. I know. I wasn't looking at the other team's runs, yeah. home runs. I was and, looking uh, at They only the hit six more home it. runs on the road last year than they hit at home. So, Right. And everybody made a big deal about that. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, especially, you know, didn't they play a series out in Colorado where they had a few home runs? I mean, uh, Actually, runs I Colorado. think they played Colorado here. And that's where Miggy got okay. his 3,000th hit. And they beat him 13 to nothing one game. So yeah, that was yeah. kind of like the highlight of the year. And it went exactly. downhill from that point, you know. Right, because at that point they were starting out decent. And then Riley Green goes down. Uh, all all the injuries started happening, and you started hearing names you never heard of before unless you were paying attention to the farm. Yeah, you know, look, last year, you know, this is my opinion, all right? And, uh, like, like you, you all know me, man, I'm sugar-coated. I'm not going to. Uh, say this, uh, the Tigers have a great manager in A.J. Hinch. A great manager. One of the best in baseball. But he didn't have a very good year last year either. A lot of the things he tried, they didn't work. And basically that team at some point checked out. Now, not saying they didn't go out there and try and they were throwing game. no. But they checked out because everybody else is super intense. And you go out there not super intense, you're going to lose. And, uh, you know, how many times they run themselves out of innings. Uh, my gosh, the time uh, a Scooble turned his back to home plate to rub the ball, and the guy, everybody turns their back, and the guy runs to second base. I mean, stuff like that's got to stop, swinging at pitches that are three feet outside, always falling behind in the count. So a lot of the same players that uh, A.J. Hinch had managed and managed to, to get them uh, to uh, ways the year before reverted back to their bad habits and then some last year. Those players are gone now. There's a couple reclamation projects that may pan out. I, I don't know. Uh, Scope, to me, is a much better hitter than that. I don't know what happened. Honestly, he was terrific in the field, but his hitting was terrible last year. And you're talking about somebody who's been in the top 10 in the MVP in his career, and he's still, you know, in his prime. And Javi Baez, I can't explain that. Uh, I don't know how to explain that. Uh, that is a immensely he, – he was really bad last year and still had a 2.4 war, which is a, well above the major league average for a regular. So, you know, it, it's about those players playing better for this year to be better. It's about Green and Torkelson developing. And then, you know, you start to get Scooble back, you start to get Mize back next year, all these different things. And all of a sudden, you're, you might have something growing. You know, a couple of players from the minor leagues, their system's a little underrated. You know, I mean, Baseball America basically says, oh, that's the worst system. And I, I read what Keith Law wrote about him. And I, I respect them both. Keith Law's a little Harvard foodie, though. You know, but that's cool. He, you know, he could be on the cooking channel. That's good. But uh, I give him a hard time because he trolled me back in the day. But... You know, he, he knows what he's talking about. He's not, you know, the village idiot. But, uh, you know, their prospects are a little bit better than what people thought, you know. And uh, a couple of them, Wilmer Flores, uh, definitely. And uh, he, if he were a, a first-round draft pick, he'd be way up there. And I just want to remind everything, you know, I, uh, you know, I think Pipeline has Gunnar Henderson from Baltimore as a top prospect. Last year he was 66. 66. 
So that, that thing all turns, man. It's like the stock market when it comes down to those ratings. But uh, I could see Flores helping them. I could see Ty Madden helping them out of the bullpen. You know, I like him as a reliever, although they'll start him and stretch him out and have him work on his pitches. Uh, they got a number of uh, pretty good arms there, Brisky and, you know, Garrett Hill and, and some others. And, uh, you know, they're kind of no names. But if you look around and watch baseball postseason, a lot of those innings are filled by, you know, uh, no names unless you uh, follow the game close. Uh, there's more no-name relievers who are really good and effective in baseball than there's ever been. So it's a big factor. Uh, 248-539-9797. Get to more of your calls coming up next. And I'll, I'll whip through them here. we got a lot of them today. And uh, then we'll talk to Kerry Carpenter at 645. This is Tiger Talk, and 97 won the ticket. There's a guy grinding last year, Eric Haas, uh, Tiger's catcher. Uh, two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Uh, Kerry Carpenter, uh, Tigers outfielder, uh, will join us. Uh, coming up at six forty five. Ned, you're on ninety seven. Won the ticket. Tiger talk. What's up, buddy? Hey, Pat. How are you today? I'm doing well. Good man. Good. Hey, I'm 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 excited for the boys of summer. I'm not gonna say I'm I'm hopeful for a playoff push or anything like that this year. If we get to seventy five wins, I'm happy. But um, to answer your question, what I'm looking for is just the overall team stats to improve, um, getting back to, like, uh, you know, baseball fundamentals. Like right. you said, everybody where they turn their back on the pitch, uh, where Scooble turned his back, the entire infield turned their back and stolen base. It's like stuff like that I want to see eliminated. Um, and It would be nice also, if they could complete a rundown, too. And uh, every time they hit the ball to the left side of the infield, uh, you know, I don't, you know, that contact rule, don't, don't run from third base because you get thrown out at home plate like every time, you know. It's, it's crazy how many times that happened last year. Oh, really? I, mean, I, I really started weird. throwing my shoe at the damn TV, I was, you know. <laughs> but, uh, and then lastly, uh, just to make a quick commenting on um, my, I would love to see him come back. Um, sometime before June. I'm not going to hold my breath on no, that. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah, uh, it, it's a it's an it's an eighteen month injury, and uh, if you yeah. remember when Fulmer had it, uh, it, it, it was, it was uh, he, yeah he first came back and he was his velocity was okay and all those things and he was able to pitch but not like he was able to pitch the following year. That's the frustration yeah. of it. That's why you know well, uh, when I hear people say the Tommy John injury, hey why not get it out of the way and all that man. Uh uh-uh, man, it's, it's it's not all well, you well, think it is. It, well, and that exactly, and then you come back and and you know I know they're two different pitchers, but um, Matt Harvey is a great example of um, Tommy John's going wrong. Yeah, that um, does happen so, sometimes. It does. It does. Um, thanks for the time, Pat. Have a good night. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, the Tommy John thing. Uh, it's it is definitely a recoverable injury. It is a miracle surgery. It really is. You know, pitchers come back actually throwing harder and all that. But, you know, the time frame for it is you can't hurt. Like if you're an athlete that's, a, you know, like Casey Mize, one thing that nobody will ever uh, doubt about Casey Mize is work ethic, right? So here's this guy who's very driven. And, you know, he, he's, if anything, he's got to slow down all the time. You know, it's just month after month after month of that same thing. And uh, that's, just, that's just awful. 
So, uh, you know, with a pitcher like that and people forget about it, that he even exists, you know, it's like, yeah, last year at this time, he was the toast of the town. You know, now it's like, oh, Casey, who? Well, my point is he'll be back. So if you get the team turned around here, and there's a high probability to be back as good as ever at some point, and better than ever, because he'll be experienced after a while. Uh, you gotta, you gotta weather, you know, kind of the storm and start building some progress. And uh, you know, it seems like they they've got a pretty good idea of how to uh, not have the losing breed losing thing to the point where the organization is just stuck forever, not in neutral but reverse. Uh, and uh, maybe move it up a little bit. And some of these younger players who people talked about with such high regard who got to the major leagues, and at first it wasn't that great uh, matching the hype, which was overhyped. This isn't the NFL or the NHL. You know, in baseball, a lot of things are uh, a lot more staggered, even on the upswing, uh, than linear, for sure. Um, you know, uh, you might ultimately be happy. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Jim, you're on ninety seven one. The ticket, Tiger Talk. What's up? Hello, Pat. It's nice to speak with you. Well, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate all the knowledge you uh, you bring. You're, every topic you talk about, you, uh, you you know quite a bit about, and I appreciate always appreciate uh, your insight. Well, I appreciate the um, compliment and listening. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so. I thought last year, and I'm a baseball guy, I thought those at-bats were beyond brutal. <laughs> the, the working yes. account or lack thereof, yeah. um, I really follow on-base plus slugging. Right. And, and those, those numbers were the worst. I mean, they were, like, historically bad. I, I feel like the on-base and the slugging together gives you a real good idea. Of, yeah, yeah, of the traditional stats, that's, uh, to me, the most – I think they should always put it up there, and they do now in the in the broadcast. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a more, it's far more important than batting average and some of that other stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that to me is what made them unwatchable. I mean, I'm a pretty big baseball fan, and I can watch some pretty bad baseball teams, but I, I could not stomach watching those at bats and pretty good uh, pitching outings just wasted with like you know three hits, two hits, night after night. That is. That's that's what I really feel like. Uh, I, I just want to see some improvement on. I feel like with our pitching, if we can get that, you know, on base up, slugging up, um, I, I think we can, you know, come close to regressing toward the mean a little bit, um, and you know, things will naturally just work out. But I wanted to ask you about the farm system because I read that same article and I, I was very depressed when I read that after like six years of rebuilding that, I mean, whether you, you want to, you, I heard you say that it was the, the farm system you feel is uh, underrated a bit. You'd still agree. It's in like the back half of farm systems. Right? Well, I don't know. It's always hard for me to quantify that because yeah. uh, as much as I, like, I spent a lot of time on a lot of stuff, you know, it's not my job, you know, okay. uh, it was, it's a job of Jim Callis who, you know, I used to talk to every other week because I worked for Baseball America and did the Detroit where I did, you know, they're the Tigers top 30 and top 10 for, for many years and all that. But, uh, and I have a lot of yeah. respect for Baseball America and Pipeline and the Athletic and all these people that do it. But, but it's hard to quantify one organization to another for me. 
I do see other teams, and I know the top prospects are, and, you know, there's a lot of you know, players that come up, and I'll know who they are, and people are, you really know who that guy is? But a lot of times guys come up, and I don't know who they are. And uh, yeah. so there, there is a situation uh, where it's hard to quantify what's going on, you know, especially when you're talking about, uh, you know, the comp, rookie complexes in Arizona and, uh, you know, the Florida State lead is, is not on, you know, where you can watch it. Uh, on uh, MILB uh, TV and all this stuff. So uh, to make a long story short, it's hard for me to compare other organizations, you know, to the well, Tigers. Bet. But but I but I have yeah, done it. I, I have done it long enough. Can I can I say this? Yeah. Uh, to know that Jackson Job is better than the 83rd best prospect in baseball. Nice. All right. That's why I love listening to you talk because you're the only one on this radio station who would even comment on attempting to watch the Florida league. But um, the, the, the thing is, is, and, and I respect what you say about the free agents and I get that you don't want to just to spend to spend, but I, in baseball, there is no salary cap. I get that there's a luxury cap. I don't understand, especially with the prospects, why we're not looking to spend a little bit more money. I look at the Texas Rangers. They spent money. They, they spent money. They spent money. Well, Texas on, on prospects, do. the Texas Rangers, you know, that's uh that could turn out to be a friggin' disaster. Last year, Texas bought, spent a lot of money on Simeon and they spent a they lot did. of money on Seager, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how many games did they lose? I, I, I thought you were going to go there and I get that you got a supplement with, with the farm, but to me, at least the owner had some coming to Jesus moment and said, I'm tired of being caught in purgatory here. And I'm scared that Illich is not going to do that. If Illich doesn't supplement, we're going to turn into the Cleveland Indians at best. Well, I feel, are, I feel, look, I don't know. Cleveland Indians, you know, are a pretty good ball club, uh, but I well, think the Tigers, I think the Tigers power. will, uh, spend money based on what I know. You can take it for whatever it's worth. Maybe I've just been fed a you know line or anything, but uh, the Tigers will spend money if they think they can do it. And look, you want some proof? Look how much money they spent last year. Last year they had a good second half of the year, and if anything, they jumped the gun on it. And, they, you know, the contracts were terrible. You don't want to sign guys the one-year, two-year deals where they have the option because the motivation is gone and they hold all the leverage. But they just went out and signed Javi Baez. They just went out and got Eduardo Rodriguez, guys who played on World Series winning teams with hefty contracts. They, you know, they, they went and they got, the, what's his name, Tucker Barnhart, you know, to help their young pitching staff. As a, you know, they spent seven, five. Cheap teams don't do that. You know, for a catcher who's only going to play, you know, at most half the time, they just did it. And you know what happened to them? It blew up in their face. So, you know, the, the owner in San Diego, if he doesn't win it, and he's got more shortstops than the, they have in the Hall of Fame, for crying out loud, and uh, spending all this money in, in, in San Diego, half the people are Dodger fans anyway. And uh, you've got the, uh, you know, the, the Texas guys, you know, going out and uh, – you know, signing a couple pitchers and the rest of his team beyond those four players or five players basically stink. And they're still, you know, they drafted Jack Leiter. You don't hear about him anymore. Why don't you? They drafted Jack Leiter. How come you don't hear about him? Because he's not that good. 
So, and you know, yes. at least so far. And uh, what about, you know, they're dependent on some kid named Bubba Trammell as much as they're dependent on those other guys. You know, so you yeah. know, you know, spending money like that isn't necessarily the key. Now, if you spend money like Atlanta spends money, that's good. You spend well, money. Well, they had the core to supplement it around, and I and I get you need both. You you made me feel happy by telling me that when things are in the right spot, the organization plans on. I, I don't. I, you know, I don't have any doubt about that. I honestly don't. Uh, you know, but it, right now, spending money is stupid. It really is. It's going to set them behind. As a matter of fact, those contracts that they had last year are going to set them behind. And can you imagine well, the if they signed? Car- can you imagine if they signed to Carlos Correa? Like all these barking dogs that we're talking about, with you know his uh, injury issue. And Minnesota yeah, still well, talked to. They could, they you know, sign him right now. If they and want and to. everybody's talking. Well, Minnesota's so much better. They were below five hundred by the end of the year. And at one point, the Tigers won. Uh, six straight games and pulled to within nine and a half games of them. And then they lost like 12 out of 14. So, you know, it, spending money just to spend money isn't what wins. If you spend it wisely, you'll win. But it, or, or you stick yourself in purgatory forever. So, you know, the way things are, people are real frustrated and they blame it on lack of money being spent. That's not why the Tigers stink or have. I think they'll be a little better this year. But, uh, you know, they spent a lot of money uh, in the past, but a lot of those contracts ended up really hurting them in the long run. And also, uh, the reason they ended up turning it around was, oh, Verlander, oh, Zamaya, oh, Kurt, oh, Brandon Inch, a big trades. Trades, like the trade here, actually with Dave Dombrowski. You know, Verlin has to be really good. You know, I think the downfall of Al was actually not making value-for-value value trades. Dombrowski, look at the players he got. He, that's how he got Scherzer. That's how he got Austin Jackson. That's how he got Placido Polanco. Carlos Guillen had the highest war on the 2006 Tigers. He got him for a minor league infielder named Juan Gonzalez. Look it up. Not the Juan Gonzalez, some minor league infielder. And, uh, you know, a soft tossing lefty. Anyway, we'll talk to Carrie Carpenter next. Tiger Talk 97 won the ticket. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't think you'll be hearing that one this year unless you've got a subscription to MILB TV. Victor Reyes no longer a Tiger. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, uh, Victor Reyes gave it a good shot. And uh, who knows? You know, maybe there's something there. Uh, but uh, that, that was one of the, the house cleanings. Former uh, Rule 5 pick. Uh, 248-539-9797. Uh, ticket text is at the exact same number. Now, if you're holding, uh, I'll get to your calls uh, at 7 o'clock. I got an extra 15 minutes before we go to the Red Wings and Edmonton. So, 
you know, I'll talk Tigers with you during that time as well. Maybe we'll extend this show by another 15 minutes. So, hey, uh, 248-539-9797, do you want to weigh in then? But first, let's talk the Carpenter, the power-hitting outfielder, made his major league debut last year. And uh, how you doing, Kerry? It's good to, good to talk to you. It's great to talk to you guys. I'm doing great. Yeah, well, you know, you're the story of perseverance. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, after a while, I get a lot of calls after the games. I come on after the games and follow minor leagues. I said, well, you know, history's full of guys who hit home runs in the minor leagues and get hot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's probably going to, you know, fade after a while because it looked, uh, you weren't a high draft pick, junior mm-hmm. college guy, got into the ACC, all the story. And all you did was keep hitting home runs. And it finally got to the point where uh, – and I know who Hayden Wesniski is, uh, the kid who was traded uh, to the Cubs. And I'm watching my MILB TV, and he's, uh, you know, from the Yankees to the Cubs, came up last year and was pretty dominant, actually, 33 innings in the major leagues. Yep. And he throws you a 97-mile-an-hour heater. And uh, you take that thing and just barrel it up and drive it like, way over to the left field wall to the opposite field. I immediately got on Twitter and said, bring this kid up. What are you waiting for? You know, yep. you did nothing but prove yourself. And even when you got in the major leagues, you hit a home runs. So it's an amazing mm-hmm. story. Uh, why? What's the change? You know, what happened? And uh, has this been inside you all along? And did you believe it? And the whole thing? I think it's it's been in there. Um, sometimes I lost it. And, and it really was just getting back um, quick with my swing so I could make good decisions on pitches to hit because that's, that's how all hitting is, is, is if you swing at the right pitches, um, good things happen. When you swing at the wrong pitches, um, bad things happen. And when you're on time for the right pitches, good things happen. So that's what I uh, – that's thank God that's what I did a lot this year. So um, it was a lot of fun. Well, you know, it was amazing uh, just looking at it. And part of the reason I reacted that way, that pitch was a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. He was trying to throw it. He was trying to flat flatline you with a, a up pitch up in the zone. He missed a little mm-hmm. down, and he had it on more of a angle than what he wanted. And you you punished mm-hmm. him for it. And, mm-hmm. he, and you took it the other way. You didn't force it or anything. Mm-hmm. You, you are not a you – know, you're muscling it up and you're trying to hit it out type of hitter. It just mm-hmm. kind of happens for you. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of funny you mentioned that because I always joke around. I I don't hit the ball extremely hard in BP like like guys like Javi and and Miggy and Scope and all these guys. But um, I always joke around. I say I let the pitcher supply the power. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of what I do, and and I just want to put the barrel on it and good things happen. Yeah, and you know, talk a little bit about your uh, your background. Uh, you know, I know when you came up to the major leagues, it was a big story, and it was like, man, when is he going to get his first hit? Talk about that. Yeah. It took you like five, six times. And what was the feeling like when you finally got that first hit? I remember your mother was out there in the stands and all that. Oh, yeah. I um, it, was, it was a rough start, you could say, but um, something was wrong. I didn't really feel nervous, but something was, was clearly off. Wasn't seeing the ball well, but getting that getting that first hit off of off of Liam Hendricks was pretty special and um safe situation on that Saturday night with my family in the stands it was uh I don't know if I could have drawn it up better so I'm re- I'm just really thankful um when you signed uh, did you have any idea you'd be able to get to the major leagues as quickly as you as you have uh not I mean when I signed, I'd, I don't know if I was even thinking about it, really. I knew, like, the timeline for, for college guys is, 
I mean, I would say three years is a is a good um, right. good timeline for college guys to make it. But I knew I had to make noise when I was in the minors because um, I didn't play too well at Virginia Tech, and I got picked in the 19th round, so I had to prove myself a little extra. And um, and I thank God I did that this year. So I'm just really thankful for the opportunities that I was given as well. So. Well, you had that whole year where uh, you you couldn't play because of the uh, mm-hmm. uh, pandemic. So that's an extra that year off of uh, whatever. But did you were you able to, uh, you know, improve your game, so to speak, uh, from that? I'd say so. Um, I, I just remember getting a lot of live at-bats um, during 2020. But it was also nice to have that time off, too, and kind of um, – disconnect from the game and then once it got later into 2020 went back to instructs um kind of kind of sparked it again and uh just really left you wanting more for spring training 21 and it was a good year overall uh jacob robson he he might have gotten a uh, he's done playing as a hitting coach based on how he helped you <laughs> yeah what, oh, what, was the, what was the miracle about that i'm sure it was just hand to hand on your forehead and you became this uh home run hitting prodigy no, it was uh, it was really special what he did. Actually, he just told me the truth, and he played with me for a couple weeks in Erie, and he was the best player on the planet when he was there. Right, and and I I wasn't really so, and he he knew um, my swing probably wouldn't play too well. Like I I played okay that year in Double A, um, but not amazing. And he knew that, and he was like, "Hey man, if you wanna if you wanna reach your full potential, you should you should at least try to swing like this. Um, try to swing with this guy that I hit with." And I was like, okay, like I didn't, I didn't immediately um, convert to that swing, I'd say, but, um, and he kind of just kept on me and he's like, man, I I think you should just try it. And I ended up trying it. And, and he's been such a help along the way. I I send videos to our hitting coach that we hit with, but I also send videos to Robson because I want to, I always want to pick his brain about what he's feeling, what he's doing too. So. He's he has a special place in my heart. Yeah, he must. And, and your your swing, you know, the one thing about it, it's very short and compact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's almost like in in it gets the barrel gets from point A to point B quickly, and you don't do like a big mm-hmm. wrap around or something. You're always mm-hmm. on balance, and you, you you can reach that higher pitch that's thrown hard. And mm-hmm. uh, I've seen that over and over again, and you can mm-hmm. take it the other way. Now, the one thing, you had six home runs in the major leagues last year, a fairly limited amount of bats. Five were on the road. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about the fences uh, being shorter and coming in a bit. I, I, I obviously love it. Um, I love the, the offensive shifts that are coming to baseball this year. No no shifts in the infield, and then the, the Tigers bringing the fence in is is obviously something that that i'm excited about and and we'll see how that plays out so yeah hopefully i can sneak a couple out to center this year you also uh defensively you know you basically you've had to read all the time that well you got you're a poor defender and mm-hmm. uh actually aj hinch you know has talked a little bit and i've heard some of his comments and talking to dan uh when he's talked to him quite a bit uh, he, mm-hmm. he's uh said that uh you're a little bit better that way than you know, uh, the things that you've been reading that say you can't play defense. Uh, where are you <laughs> expecting to play? And, uh, you know, what have you been working on that way? I'd love to play corner outfield this year. Any Anywhere in the lineup I'll take, but corner outfield would be great. Um, I just – it, it is a, another thing that kind of puts a little chip on my shoulder even. Um, 
in that regard. So yeah. I've been working on just getting reads off the bat, um, shagging BP, working on my hand stuff. Um, so it's been it's been a good off season. I I feel ready. Well, you know what? Uh, after la- last year, I'm not going to doubt you again. Honestly, uh, I was telling people, hey, you know, is this going to be a streak? And you just kept hitting those homers all the way through the major leagues. It's a great story. Uh, you're an inspiration, I'm sure, to some ball players who aren't taken in the first round and all that. And mm-hmm. uh, wish the best for you. Good luck this year. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, it's, I'll get to your phone calls. You got a couple of people waiting patiently. I'll get to your phone calls. Talk Tigers. And uh, then we got Red Wing hockey at seven fifteen. Uh, big game tonight with Edmonton. It's ninety seven. Won the ticket.